Sports Maneuver Radio. That's right. Are you ready for this? And you'll listen to down just like this. Who's ready for Lisa Nooch? Nooch. I Nooch. And EJ, the Brain We are now live in three, two, one. All right, and that music means that we are back here at Sports Palooza Radio. And, of course, it's Super Bowl weekend, so why wouldn't we bring you a pretty good NFL story this weekend? And, oh, boy, do we have a story for you. Hello, everyone. I'm EJ, and I'm hanging out with Lisa, the lovely Lisa. What's happening today over here with you? I'm cold. I'm cold. That's it. That's all you got? It's just cold? That's all I got. Man, if you're anywhere in the Midwest or northern New York like we are, I wouldn't say northern New York, but it's cold. Yeah, it's pretty tough right now. We saw that Arctic. Did you see that big thing? Arctic. They showed a big vortex. Yeah, it's just like, yowza. Now that's cold. Yeah, but uh, we got a pretty good story coming up here. And, uh, you know, God, how long have we been on the air now? It's just like our sixth year, seventh year of being. Doing Palooza stuff for you and yeah. me, and my goodness, right? So, uh, right. yeah, Devin's our guest today is Devin Still, yeah. and if you ask me, he and his daughter are two of the most inspirational people that we've had on this show. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, that says a lot too. We've it, had a it lot. It does, of, yeah. and we've had a lot of people on this show. Eric Legrand comes yeah. to mind hey. too, who really his middle name is Inspiration, right? Um, but I I love this story because it pulled in the entire NFL viewer community, the right. fan community, and I was really excited to have him with us. Yeah, of course, everyone remembered that kind of maybe two or three years ago when uh, Devin came out and was just like, you know, my daughter's dealing with some stuff, man, and I'm uh, going to have to deal with this. And uh, it's a pretty obviously tough story. But it's a great book. His book is called Finding the Faith. No, to, it's called uh, Still in the Game. Yeah, well, Finding the Faith to Tackle Life's yeah. Biggest Challenges. Still in the Game. And, uh, yeah, you know, what, what what he and his daughter have done. And, uh, of course, I guess we're uh, we're also hearing now that, uh, right, you, I guess you've well, heard Well, after we uh, had done update. the interview, yeah. that weekend, um, it's t- it takes us a little bit of time to get our interviews yeah. out. Because, you know, we, we're just the two-person show. And we have other things going on as well. But the weekend after or the week after uh, he did the interview with us, um, his daughter had a scare where they thought that her cancer had come back. Um, Thankfully, that was not the case. But if you follow him on Instagram, you really should. Yeah, really. Um, He he kept us posted. But. You know, it was having that conversation with his daughter in terms of, are you ready to fight again? And it was, Man. you know, really heartbreaking. But she said, you know, she didn't she didn't really want to have to, but she would if she needed to. Right. Uh, luckily, it's something that just needs to be watched. But for right now, everything seems to be OK. Yeah. Uh, but really follow him on Instagram because I do. And, it, you know, he and his daughter post these great pictures and he talks really really very frankly about what it's like having a daughter who faces this obstacle all the time yeah. um you know more so you know even when he talks to us yeah. but yeah it, it's it's incredible yeah selfie queen <laughs> yeah, she's a selfie. Yep. Yeah, we're gonna break in with that too when we get to Devin yeah. here. So right, let's uh, let's bring in Devin here, and uh, you and I will be right back, and we're gonna talk a little about about the Super Bowl. 
and some other stuff, you know. And uh, so hold on and uh, buckle up. We're going to bring in Devin here, and we'll be right back. All right. Well, let's bring in our guest today as we have Mr. Devin still on the line with us. Hello, Devin. What's good, man? How you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Oh, man, we can't thank you enough for joining us, man. My wife really wants to, Lisa has a, the biggest question of the day, which is going to be a tough one. How's the selfie queen doing? Okay. Yeah. Oh, she's doing amazing. She's doing amazing. She's almost four years in remission, so she's she's doing great. Man, is it amazing to think that this May 6th, she's going to be nine years old, man. I mean, is that just amazing to you? Obviously, the, 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 everything oh. you've been through, man. It's crazy just to see how time's flying by. I tell everybody now, I feel like she's eight going on 21 because she just acts right. so mature the way that she's growing up. It's amazing, man. And, uh, you know, of course, man, we're here to talk about your book. And it's, uh, you know, it's amazing. When, you, when you're getting this book out and you're getting everything together, how important was it for you to tell your own stories about growing up, man? Because obviously the first half of the book is – really about all your experiences, man, getting to where you are today. So I, how, how cool was it to bring out your story, too, in all this? Yeah, I wanted to be as transparent as possible with the readers because a yeah, lot of man. people are familiar with our story. They're familiar with Leah battling cancer, but there was so much that prepared us for that moment. Like I went through a lot of struggles in my life, and during that time I didn't understand why I was going through those struggles. I often questioned why I had to go through what I was going through. But I realized when Leah was diagnosed with cancer that all those struggles, all the adversity I had faced throughout my life prepared me for that one moment. Yeah, man. You know, and and it's cool you talk about cancer, obviously, man. You know, everyone knows the Jimmy V story and the ESPN speech and all that, man. Of course, laugh every day, cry every day, and think every day, man. And can I just tell you, reading your book, I laughed, I cried. And I thought about all the stuff that you had gone through in your life, man. I'm telling you, I, you you effectively got me, man. I, this is a tremendous book, Devin. I, really, man, how, how how proud are you of what you put out there? Because this is a life story, man. And then obviously Leah's story out there, it's all tremendous, Devin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm extremely proud because we really wanted to put together something that I felt people can use as their playbook because – you know, I mentor a lot of people. A lot of people reach out to me on my social media just asking for advice on how they can overcome the struggles they're going through. And although I try to answer as many messages as possible, I can't get to all the thousands of messages. So putting together this book that people can really use to help them get off the sidelines and get back into the game of life, I'm just looking forward to the impact it's going to have. Yeah, man. That's what I was just thinking about because on your Instagram, um, you have a photo of some a little boy who's holding a copy of your book, and you know on the back of your book, mm-hmm. which is called "Spill in the Game," you talk about be proud of your scars, which is a huge part of the Ooh. inside of the book. And there's this little boy in the circle mm-hmm. around his scar and his heart, you know, and and him being proud of it. I mean, the impact you're already having. You don't even need to see the impact. Look at the impact you had in your career. And, and everything that, that your mm-hmm. daughter went through, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I, I can't imagine what the impact now is going to be. How do you feel when people are sending you stuff like that photo and right. saying, hey, I'm proud of this scar? Yeah, man. Yeah, that, that was the most powerful picture that I've ever seen with that book because the, the little boy, he was went through a heart surgery when he was four years old. And right now his mom mm-hmm. is trying to teach him to really – to own his scar, to be proud of his scar, and, and understand that 
it's a sign that you survived whatever that tried to break you. And I, I had to teach my daughter that lesson when she was going through her battle with cancer and she had a seven hour surgery to remove the tumor from her stomach. Like she was terrified the night before her surgery, but I began to show her all the scars yeah. that I had from my six different surgeries to let her know that, you know, I went through something similar that you're about to go through now. And because I'm here to talk about these scars, that means I overcame. So you're going to be an overcomer. You're going to be a survivor and being able to show people that scar to say cancer didn't break me. Yeah. yeah, you know, that that's the part that really impacted me because I went through my own cancer treatment last year. I had my own battle scars from it. And that was something that nobody ever really said to me going through treatment. You know, I have my port scar. I have, you know, uh, my, my scar from my lumpectomy. And nobody ever said, like, be proud of them. That's, mm-hmm. like, your, that's like your warrior scar. So I want to thank you for that because yep, you're like yep. the first person who ever made me look at them differently. Oh, you're welcome. Love it, man. Love it. You know, and, and uh, you know, some. Of the, I want to go back a little bit too, man, because some of the stories that you have with you and your brother, man, and you guys thinking that you're BMX guys, and, and man, I can just envision your mom running out the yard when <laughs> when, when Tony bit it and split his chin open on the yard, man. I can just imagine your mom screaming, "What? I told you guys this is going to happen, man." There's some of these yeah, stories exactly. you have are hysterical, <laughs> hysterical, man. I, yeah, especially you trying to jump up and uh, slam the basketball when you're in high school and you landing on your back like. You have some hysterical stories in here, man. Yeah, it's crazy because, you know, the message that I want to show people in that is really, you know, when we were kids, when we were children, we believed that we could do anything, any and everything. If you thought you wanted to become the president, you could have became the president. If you thought you was a BMX rider like me and my brother thought, then you was a BMX rider. But sometimes when you get hit with adversity, right, or you run into somebody who doesn't necessarily believe in you, we lose that joy. We lose that belief that we can become whatever we want to become. And in order for us to be successful, in order for us to create the life we want for ourselves, we have to tap back into that inner child that we had when we were younger, when we believed that we can be and do whatever we wanted to in life. Anything, man. And, you know, you, 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 you had some struggles growing up, too, with your knees and all that kind of stuff, man. And, you know, I, I, that story yeah. about the blonde doctor when she put, gave you that, you're going to be someone special when you grow up, and how it stayed with you for so long, Devin, that is awesome, man. I, you'll, you'll never forget that woman. You'll never forget that line. I assume you have that scripted somewhere in your house on a wall somewhere because of how much it meant to you and how it got you through such a difficult time after you, I mean, you, you man, your knees drove you nuts growing up, man. Yeah, exactly. I actually wish I would have saved that that part of my cast, but I was just so excited to finally get that cast off my leg that I forgot. <laughs> but it just shows the power that people you don't even know can have on your life by just giving you that spark that you need to understand that you still can create the life for yourself that you want regardless of the obstacles you're facing. Yeah, man. And, you know, speaking of obstacles, man, the whole Camden, New Jersey scene, I mean, man, you lost everything. Your whole family lost everything in that fire, man. Uh, that had mm-hmm. to be devastating to you, your family, everyone. Uh, man, getting over that, of course, moving to Delaware for you had to be a challenge, too, because you're pretty young. But, man, obviously you got past it. That, that had to be some tough stuff, too, man. Yeah, but that's. I feel like that just proves that everything happens for a reason, because if I would have stayed in Camden, New Jersey, there was a lot of things going on there. There's a lot of my family members who are caught up doing the wrong thing, and I may have followed suit with them. So 
us losing yeah. everything, I believe, helped us gain everything in the long run. You know, it's funny, you end up in Delaware, too, though. But, uh, you know, man, Delaware, a lot of people think there's, like, 50 people there and nothing going on. But there's some pretty tough neighborhoods over there. And, obviously, your story, oh, yeah. about, using Tupac, your story about using Tupac's music to get through that whole Will thing, man, that, that was tough for me, man. Because, you know, you're telling your story about hanging out with a friend one night, and he's gone. And that's in Delaware, man. I mean, mm-hmm. there were some pretty tough neighborhoods where you still ended up being, man. I, I, tell us about some of those growing up in Delaware, how tough that was, too, because Camden's tough, but there's some tough neighborhoods in Delaware, Devin. Yeah, so Wilmington is, is pretty tough. I, I believe it was ranked number one um, in the violence there a couple of years in a row, but there's a lot yeah. of things that are going on in that neighborhood that's pretty rough. Like I mentioned in the book, there were times where I was with one of my friends one night at a basketball game, and then a couple of days later I'm wearing his picture on a T-shirt to his funeral. It's like you never knew what was going to happen to you when you stepped outside of your house. And a lot of people live yeah. by the motto, live fast, die young. When you have that mindset, then you really don't expect much out of life. But I realized at a young age that uh, I wasn't a product of my environment, but rather a product of my expectations. And because I saw bigger things for myself, I was able to make it out of there. Yeah, man. You know, Devin, you have a very strong religious belief, and I wanted to just very. talk about that. Like, when, you know, did did you realize what a strong presence God was in your life? I mean, some people grow up with that. Some people, there's a particular incident that it happens, and they, and they kind of turn to God. When did that happen for mm-hmm. you? You know, for me, throughout my life, I believe it was like when you're trying to get into the pool and you're dipping your toe in there to see how cold it is before you jump in, that's how it was with me with my faith. Like early on, my grandma really started to take us to church a lot, so I got used to it. I was getting a close relationship with God, but then when she moved to Detroit, I lost that. And, you know, although I still believed in God, I wasn't putting myself in the type of environment that will allow my faith and my spirituality to grow. I didn't do that until after my second year in the NFL, after I had dislocated my elbow, had back surgery, almost died from blood clots in my lungs, that my wife was like, we should get back into church and really try to build a closer relationship with God. And I'm glad she did because two months after we got baptized, Leah ended up getting diagnosed with cancer, and it was our faith yeah. that carried us through that battle. That's why I made sure I put in my, ta- my title, finding the faith to tackle life's biggest challenges, because there's no perfect formula is not strength that's going to carry you through your challenges in life, but it's a belief in a higher power that it's possible to overcome whatever you're facing. Were you mad though in the beginning? I mean, you know, here you go back to church and then your daughter gets diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. I mean, I would be too. I was like, wait, I just came back to church. Talk a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. I mean, because a lot of people struggle with that kind of anger. Yeah. Right. So uh, when Leah got diagnosed, you know, I was mad at God because I'm thinking to myself, how could you allow this to happen to my daughter? And I just gave my life to you. Right. And nobody around me could answer that question. I was asking the pastor. I was asking people in the church, how is this possible if I'm trying to change my life around? And nobody could give me an answer. So, like, for the first two weeks when Leah was diagnosed, I was mad at God. I, I was pissed at God. And it really made me question my faith. But as I sat down, I really started to think about things, right? Leah was diagnosed with stage four cancer, which means she had it for a long time without us even knowing. So I decided to start to change the story I was telling myself in my head that 
this wasn't God allowing this to happen to Leah, but maybe he was giving us an opportunity to see that this was going on inside her body so that we had a chance to save her life. And we, we, when we changed that story, we were telling ourselves, I believe that's the day that we won our battle against cancer. I think that's great. Change the story. Yeah. I, I like that. I like that. So you had some more um, questions about like careers. Oh, well, I just want to ask him, man. You know, you have a nice handful of pictures in here, man. And the last, next to last picture in your whole portfolio is Leah's speech at the reception. Okay. And I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Devin. If that picture is blown up into like a four by three hanging up over your mantle for the rest of your life. I mean, my God. Oh, yeah. That's the best Definitely. picture I think I've yeah. ever seen in my life, Devin. Uh, seriously, man. That's, uh, I mean, it's oh, just not, not only sweetness, but, but your wife's reaction to her was just like, you can see how, how the emotion, she, I, I, did, obviously, uh, Asher probably broke down not even a second after that picture was taken. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, because we, we went through a lot. Like, a, a lot of people don't know who followed our story that, that Leah is not her birth child, right? And I met um, Asha the, right after I got drafted. And when Leah got diagnosed with cancer, she could have easily walked away. Like, that's not her child. She don't have to put herself through the type of stuff that we had to go through as a family. But she stuck by our side and really showed my daughter the love that any mother would show their kids from day one. And she was basically our rock and our foundation that helped us carry, that helped carry us through that ordeal. You can see it, man. You can yeah. see it. Now you're getting me all emotional now. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, how impressed are <laughs> you with the outpour of the public, man, when the $400,000 in just one week and then the jersey sales and all this stuff, how impressed and how amazed were you with the outpour of everybody from the public saying, we got you, Devin, we'll help out as best we can. That had to be pretty, pretty amazing for you, man. You know, it, it did a lot of different things for me. Number one, I was just thankful for the way that people rallied behind us. But what I tell people all the time, you know, people who try to reach out to me and talk about how they really struggle with their purpose in life or they struggle with their purpose in their struggle. Like a lot of the times we can't see the purpose of our pain until we're out of the storm. And yeah. a lot of people are praying and crying out to God, asking for what their purpose is in life, and they're not getting the answer. And I, I've been there before where I cried out to God when Leah had cancer, and I didn't get an answer for a purpose in her, in her battle. But I decided to take control of my life and really give Leah's fight with cancer a purpose, like a lot of people can do. Like you can give purpose to your life. And if your purpose for your life and for your dreams aligns with God's purpose for your life, then I believe doors will begin to open. And that's what it did for us. When we decided to give Leah's battle with cancer a purpose and use it to raise awareness for childhood cancer, the way that doors open as far as raising awareness and raising that amount of money for childhood cancer research it let me know that we were walking down the right path. Yeah, man. Yeah. And talking about, you know, bringing awareness, you then took that and, and said, you know, with your platform and, and the um, opportunities that you've had and being in the public eye, you started the Still Strong Foundation. Tell our audience a little bit about mm -hmm. that. And if they wanted to get involved or help you or, or know more, what, what, would, what should they do? All right. So we started the foundation in 2015 because, of one incident that happened in the hospital. Um, I would take Leah to the playroom or art room inside the hospital mm -hmm. often because she liked mm -hmm. to do that to pass the time in the hospital. And when we walked in there, there was a little girl around 8 to 10 years old sitting at a table coloring. And beside her, she had this IV pole with a bag of chemo dripping into the Broviac catheter that hung from her chest cavity. 
and there was mm-hmm. nobody sitting at the table with this little girl. So we decided to go over there and sit with her so she wasn't alone. And right away, she began to open up and tell us that she spent a lot of time in the hospital by herself because she came from a single-parent household, and her mom had to leave often in order to go to work so that they still were able to keep up with their bills at home. And it broke my heart when she said that because no kid should be sitting in a hospital fighting death by themselves. Like, they need to have somebody in their family there just to kiss them and hug them and let them know that they're not alone. So I offered to to pay that mom's bill so that we can get her back to the hospital with our child. And then I had a talk with Leah that we needed to start a foundation where we financially assist families who are battling childhood cancer. That's how we came up with the Still Strong Foundation. And we host a lot of events throughout the year. We have a gala coming up on March 23rd in Philadelphia to celebrate Leah's fourth year of remission where we raise a lot of funds for families battling cancer. And we also have one in Houston on May 11th. And people can go to stillstrongfoundation.org to find out more. Hang out with yourself, Queen, yeah. baby. <laughs> and we're going to post all of this information for you. And I know that you are a very busy oh, man. Yeah. But before we let you go, just one more on the spot. We're going to put you on the spot question. Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl this year? <laughs> wow, that's a great question. Yeah. I'm not sure. You know, <laughs> you know I, I really like the way that um, the Colts played last weekend against the Texans. I think that they're the scariest team right now in the playoffs because people don't know what to expect from them. And we'll see what they're capable of doing when they go into Kansas City this weekend. Yeah, man. Of course, uh, being a Penn State alum, man, how happy are you to say, Quan? I'm, I'm a Giant fan, man. I love that guy. <laughs> oh, man, he's an absolute beast. He's an absolute beast. He, he makes oh, Penn State proud, I can tell you that much. Hey, man, so does Coach Franklin, man. Are you how, how, I got to be pretty proud of my man for turning that system around, too, because obviously you were there for Joe Pye and all that and hard stuff, man. But that's oh, yeah. what a job Coach Franklin's doing, man, right? Yeah, I don't think that people thought that Penn State would turn it around this fast, but to see them get back to a place where we once were, it's just a testament to Coach Franklin and a testament to the type of mentality that not only the football team has there, but the university as a whole. Yeah, man. All right, Devin, let's get you out of here, man. We can't thank you enough for hanging out and getting us all emotional and telling me a story. And man, you know, good luck the rest of the way with all the all the foundation stuff. Of course, man. You know, Leah. We hope Leah's here for how many more years to come? For man? A lifetime, lifetime baby. baby. Thank you, Devin. Thank you so much for being thank part you. of Sports thank you. today. We appreciate it. All right, you take care. All right, of thanks for having me. Bye, Devin. Bye. Awesome. That's just awesome stuff. I mean, that's just awesome stuff to be able to have him on our show. I mean, what a way to start our 2019 season, right? I mean, the thing is, is that, you know, we get a lot of books and a lot of people that want to be on our show, and we have to sit and decide, you know, who do we want to have on? And, you know, we can't have everybody on because we're only two people. Mm -hmm. Um, But I remember Leah and Devin's story, and I remember the emotion and watching all of the the video clips and the Instagrams and all the stuff. All the players reaching out and everybody. And the jersey thing. I remember all of that because when I had the opportunity to get this book and have him on our show, I I just immediately was like, I wrote back as a PR person, and all I did was 
would go, yes, 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 yeah, yes. Like 45 times. Like 45 yeah. Times, yeah. I mean, so. especially like I mentioned with the whole Jimmy V thing, this book actually does make you, he makes you laugh all through the first part of it, through the yeah. stuff that he was going through. I mentioned some of the stuff with his brother and all that. It's hysterical. Yeah. I mean, it makes you laugh and then it makes you cry with all the stuff that we, of course, yeah. and, you know, him explaining to her and how good she took it. Yeah. Uh, that, that's the real story about it. You know, in this book, if, if you pick up this book, of course, it's called Still in the Game. Uh, you know, you should really just look at how Leah found her way through all this yeah. and how powerful she was. And then, the, you There's know, like powerful stories in there about things that she did with him yeah. that surprised kind of, him. Yeah, surprised him. <laughs> and, you know, especially when it came to, um, you know, being religious and the impact of God. And uh, there, I don't want to give all the, the yeah. stories away because we want you to go get the book. Yeah, please do. But there are some amazing stories in here. And it just, you know, if um, you need some belief and some faith to get you through some tough times, this book is really good. And one of the coolest things about it is it's actually in the back. Yeah. There are some. I meant um, to mention that. It's called, um, it's called uh, Takeaways. Yeah, yeah, the back of the book. I had a whole big notebook of uh, or I wanted to mention it to him on the air about uh, coming up with all of them because he has a good chunk of them. I mean, there's got to be 40 yeah. of them back there. So just just little, yeah, little, yeah. little phrases that we all kind of need in life to get through. You can pick out a couple. Go ahead. Yeah, it's okay to have weak moments. Just don't let those moments turn into a mindset. Yeah. Um, you know, and then he has another one here. Don't focus on when it's going to happen. Just make sure you're prepared to handle it when it does. Yeah. So, you know, all of these things that you could just, when you're having a moment, just yeah. flip to the back of the book and, yeah. and use some of those to kind of get you through a difficult time. Yeah. Call that motivation. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm really excited that Devin spent some time yeah. with us today. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks again to Devin and everybody involved there to get, uh, get that interview secured for us. And, uh, yeah, all right, let's see what else we've got to finish out the day with here. Yep, of course, just a big thanks to Devin and the whole team that uh, brought that interview for us, and uh, we appreciate the heck out of all that, and uh, man, Devin, and of course, your daughter and your wife and everyone involved, you know, more power to you, man, uh, you know, we wish them all the best, you know that, of course, around here, that's all we ever do is wish everyone the best, because, uh, exactly. you know, we bring these stories to people for a reason, these are why you, know, why you and I are really here, to bring mm-hmm. these stories to people, and uh, yeah. we love that this book is powerful, I mean, I wasn't kidding when I mentioned the whole... Uh, when Jimmy V gave his speech about laughing every day, crying every day, and, and yeah. just feeling and all the stuff. And, and you feel it all in this book. Uh, Devin did a great job of putting it together, him and his team. And uh, tell you what, you know, great story. But, please uh, pick up your copy of Still in the Game. Yeah, yeah. Got to pick it up. Got to have mm-hmm. it. It's a must read because you will feel every emotion that they have felt. And, and it'll bring all the, you know, all the emotion that you felt in your life. I'm yeah. sure most people who are in our, you know, I'm going to be 50 this year and, you know, most of us up here still, still go through a lot of stuff. I know I've been through some stuff. We just went through all the stuff with you this past yep. year and your cancer scare. and You beat that stuff up, didn't you? Yep. Yeah, you did. Still right. have a road ahead of me, but yeah, yeah, yeah for right it. now we're good. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, but yeah, let's talk about something else. Let's yeah. talk about the Super Bowl. You want to talk about Super Bowl? Do I have to? I'm not in no, it. You're, no, you're not even close to being in it. Neither am I. Nope. Nope. So <laughs> why, are, why are we talking well, about Super Bowl? Well, because it's Super all Bowl right. weekend all and right. all that. I mean, Tom well, Brady is going to probably win another damn ring. I'll take uh, anybody you know. but Tom Brady. You have to. No. Including sorry. the water boy. Sorry. If the water boy can get in there and do something and win the Super Bowl, yeah. I take him. I'm not. You know? I'm not really I thinking. I know. You're not betting against Tom Brady. I'm not. I can't. Not not with that offense and not with that defense and yeah. not with Bill Belichick and what he knows how to do against opposing quarterbacks who are just facing him for the uh, good luck. He knows how to shut you down. Yeah. That's just what he has done for years. And I, I mean, it's going to be a great game, I imagine. Low scoring, maybe early. It is. And, it is. And, yeah. you know, I mean, I don't know. I, I, don't, I just like the 
excitement. Yeah, of the commercials, man, and all the that. Commercials, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you right now. You know, it's it's. I know it. Everybody's talking about the halftime show and who's performing. Right. Blah blah blah. Right. So here's the thing. I'm not watching the halftime show. <laughs> Uh, for those of you out there who know I am a sports entertainment fan, the yeah. WWE is yeah. having a special halftime oh. match, and you can tune into the WWE Network uh, to watch it. Click over the kitten ball, too. <laughs> yeah, the kitten ball. Um, but yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, props to Maroon 5. I love their music, but oh, yeah. you know, I, the, I'd rather watch the, the match that they have on, on WWE. Right, so that's amazing. That's what I'm going to be Yeah, doing. I'm sure. But okay. I'll watch the commercials. Yeah. It'll be great commercials always. Yeah. Uh, it's just yeah. a thing. I mean, it's been a thing for how long now, right? I mean, the first commercial, like how much money yep. you have to pay for that damn first commercial too. Woo! Absolutely. But they don't care because, my goodness, I mean, that, how many people actually tune in to see the first commercial? You know, like, yeah. oh, I'm sitting down and watch a game, at least the first part of it. I just want to see at least the first handful of commercials that come out and all that. <laughs> I mean, if your team's not in it, you yeah. like to watch the excitement of the game. You like yeah. to eat the food. Fanfare. You like to, you know, you know, yeah, you like to eat the food. You like to watch the commercials and you know, it's just the excitement of being yeah. with friends and family. Yeah, looking forward and, to it. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be exciting. I'm I'm just sad that football's coming to an end because right. I, I love football. So yeah. you know, let's get to August and get it back again. Yeah, amazingly, uh, of course. I hope everyone out there remembers when uh, us here at Sports Palooza were hosting the Major League Fantasy Sports Radio Show with me and Corey and that whole cast of characters over there. I'm gonna be re-hosting that show with them coming this Thursday again. So. Now we're going to be on their blog talk radio network putting up our shows and on their site this year instead of here at Sports Palooza. But of course, we did that for uh, maybe three years over here. And uh, I start that this Thursday. We're going to be breaking down all the American League teams on the Thursday shows, and they're going to be doing the National League teams on the Sunday shows. So we're going to be having fun with that. I'm looking forward to that. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, more time on the air was cool with me. So, um, you know, hopefully you and I will be back here with more shows up the road. And, uh, of course, I'm going to be 50 in a month. Huh? I'll be 50 in a month, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you're an old man. I am an old man. No, I'm not. Come on. Uh, come on, fitty. I mean, all right. Yeah. I guess I get the AARP benefits and all that. Hey, Woo! That's part of being 50. <laughs> but let's let these people go yeah. enjoy the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, enjoy the Super Bowl, everybody. And again, thanks to Devin Manning. Good luck with everything to everyone out there. Ah, man, I, his daughter's going to be just fine. Uh, hopefully in like 15 years, they'll come back and we'll have them on the air again. Be like, yeah. you remember when we had you on the air back in like 2018, 2019, yeah. man? Like uh, everything's cool and you guys are all doing well now. Uh, and we gotta, hopefully we get a follow-up story. Yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. So, yeah. All right, everybody. Enjoy the Super Bowl. And uh, thanks for tuning in to Sports Producer Radio with us here. And uh, we'll catch you again next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.